Hello everyone, my name is Arian. And my name is Ezekiel. You're listening to Frisco Discussions, where your thoughts become our topic of discussion. Today in episode of 14 of our third season, we're talking about bravery versus cowardice. We will cover topics such as how bravery has changed in the past century or so, how to determine when bravery is, and how society can affect bravery. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. Our first key point is how bravery and cowardice are different from the 1930s and now. In the 1930s, white supremacists were afraid of racial minorities and didn't want them to change what society was like. This caused them to act out in in acts of violence and hatred against these minorities. In today's society, we see bullies occupying somewhat a similar role. Today, bullies act out against people because they're too afraid to show their character, and this can show cowardice. They act to bring people down and bring themselves up, in order to show what they really are, and, and and they hide their true character in an act of cowardice. Another example could be people who stood up against the social norms what they believe it is right versus the people who save others from being abused and hurt today. This is an act of bravery because they are going against what could be comfortable or normal, and they are risking uh, getting hurt or be getting hate to do what they feel is right. So people who set up against the social norms, what they believe in in the 1930s could be people who were protecting the minorities, like the African-Americans and the Latin Americans, and they wouldn't stereotype them and give them hate. And and the example of people who save others from being abused today would be people that stop others from being bullied or stop others from uh, getting cornered by other people, and they give others a chance to speak and have an opinion. So I'm reading a book right now, and it's called To Kill a Mockingbird. In the book, an African-American minority is being accused of rape. He didn't actually do it, but because of social stereotypes and racism, he was seen as guilty by many of the people that heard about the case. A the lawyer who saw this case didn't think about stereotypes or racism, and he helped the African-American because he believed the African-American wasn't guilty. This is an example of bravery because he went against social norms and he did what he thought was right, even though he probably got hate for it afterwards because he did not believe in racism. Bravery has changed a lot from what it was in the 1930s to what it is now. This is significant because it shows how bravery has evolved and adapted to our society. And back in the 1930s, bravery used to mean taking large riots against something or speaking out against something you didn't like, but now... Bravery is just a small act of courage that can help in today's complex society. I feel like in the 1930s, bravery was more based on laws and the government's acts on the race and sexism. And in the 1964, the Civil Rights Act was released. So that means before that, people were writing about how in the workplace, people uh, they would be hired on like this person's white or this person's male. And people that were minorities, like African-Americans or Latinos, are people that are women weren't given equal pay or just weren't hired at all. So I feel like bravery in the 1930s was people who were rioting against sexism in the workplace and at home and just in laws in general. And that's what caused, and in 1940s, 1950s, that's what caused the 1964 Civil Rights Act. But now we see that bravery is much different from what it was before. Rather than standing against laws and rioting, today we see that standing up for someone in the hallway or sitting with someone at lunch can be an act of bravery as you're going against the social norms and going against what society thinks of you to to make a new friend or help somebody in trouble. So bravery has become a lot more 
complex and a lot more simple in many ways. And that doesn't mean bravery now is better than bravery then, because bravery then was based on large things that needed change. And today, since there are a lot less things and a lot less racism, sexism, people are focused more on the social forms of injustice less and less on the political and economic forms of injustice. Our next key point is how do we determine the difference between bravery and stupidity, cowardice and, cowardice and intelligence? What things specifically point out bravery and cowardice? So there's a term that could be directly correlating to bravery and cowardice, and that term is selflessness. Selflessness is the act of putting someone else's wishes or needs above yours. And I feel like it gets too much when you are putting yourself in harm or you are depleting your own health or economic success. There's another half to selflessness, and that's selfishness. Selfishness is putting your needs in front of someone else's. Sometimes people say that being selfish is intelligent, but it's easy to get these two things mixed up. Selfishness can go to extreme levels, and this can show cowardice. Because by, by embracing selfishness, you put yourself above someone else, and this could mean bringing someone else down in acts of cowardice because you fear them and they, they could become better than you. And instead of improving yourself, you seek to bring down other people. Intelligence, on the other hand, means that you're able to bring yourself up and not harm another person at the same time. This includes help, helping others and yourself and without only thinking of yourself. Hey, Aryan. I have an interesting question for you. Let's say there's a guy who's going into a situation, but he knows he's going to lose, but he tries to make the better out of things and try and pull a winning situation out of a losing one. Would that be considered bravery or stupidity? I feel like that would be considered bravery because he knows he's going to lose and he still goes for the winning side because even if he does lose, he still makes an impact on the environment and people could see that and they could get inspired and they could start a revolt because maybe he might not be able to win but a group of people and a a cause could always cause people to win like take the american revolution for example they were severely outnumbered but at the same time they had a cause they wanted independence and they won uh they won over britain yeah so this shows how one act of bravery can lead to something bigger even though you're fighting a losing battle there's always an uphill ride. Hey, Aditya, um, what would be an example of bravery and, and stupidity? I'm still kind of eh on what the difference between those two are. Well, I, I feel like it's hard to draw a line between bravery and stupidity because both of them can be, sometimes people get them mixed up. But I feel like bravery has to deal with where you bring yourself up with another person. So let's say someone's feeling bad and you want to help them out. So what you do is you go take them out to eat ice cream or make them feel a lot better about their situation. That would be an example of bravery because you're able to keep yourself up while bringing the other person up. But an example of stupidity would be if that person was feeling bad, so you would put yourself down to make them feel better. In the end, they do feel a little bit better, but in the end, you're, you're still putting yourself down. And that that's not supposed to be your priority since bravery is an act of putting both of yourselves up instead of bringing one person down. And there are always ways to, there are always better ways than bringing yourself down. So we've seen that society has changed over time and become more complex. And today the bravery and cowardice shown by people varies from back then. But this brings a new change. How does society have an effect on the amount of bravery or cowardice shown by people? 
This correlates with peer pressure in today's society. And today, we see people joining groups of considered friends that peer pressure them into doing bad things. This can be considered drugs, alcohol, sexual acts. And these these things make someone feel like they're part of a group, but in the end, it it turns out to be bad for them. And this can be cowardice because they're too afraid to express how they really feel and they they don't stand up and they don't they don't tell them that they think this is wrong. I feel like peer pressure could also be a good thing. Suppose you're you are um you are sick or you're really dizzy or you are feeling bad about something. Your friends could pressure you or influence you to go to the nurse or do something that could cheer you up or like if um if you're doing something wrong and your friends critique you or say hey that's kind of mean what you just said that i feel that that could be a, a good form of peer pressure peer pressure isn't always wrong this brings me to my next point where in general in society access to friends or other people could help prevent future criminals your friends or other people could critique you and if it's if it's in a mean way it's still they're still telling you to do what's right and if stealing is wrong or if doing um or if racism is wrong, other people could critique you on that and help you become better. And people that aren't critiqued or aren't fixed when they're a kid uh, could grow up and have ideas that could lead them to doing acts that are like criminals. They could think that only only they're um, important and not other people and that they want money so they can rob a bank or they are feeling down so they should do drugs. And nobody told them before that there are other ways to fix that. And I feel that could show cowardice, but at the same time, it's not in their control because they weren't, they weren't an access to people or friends when they were a kid. In today's society, people tend to have a lot of friends, and these friends can have a huge influence on them. This includes critiquing them. But there are pros and cons to having friends that critique you. A pro to having a friend that critiques you is this helps you build character and show more bravery as you grow up. Because friends are able to help you build character and truly express yourself and be more brave as you grow up. But on the other hand, having a friend that's so much better than you and critiques you for everything makes you want to be more like them. And this turns you into more of a coward because you're scared to show what you truly are and want to become more like someone else. So having friends that critique you can be good, but also bad at the same time if it becomes the extent where you're hiding your character and showing cowardice. That reminds me of a term I once heard, uh, placelessness. It applies to buildings and cities, but I feel like it could also apply to people and society. So placelessness is basically how, because of companies and uh, ideas spreading everywhere, cities are starting to look the same all around the world. So you could use that to one of uh, Aditya's cons and realize that because you have because some people have friends that are so much better than them, they want to become like that. There's a, a sense of less individuality in society, and that is not a good thing. Well, folks, I think that's just about wraps it up for today. I hope you learned something valuable from today's episode and to choose to show bravery the next time situation comes your way. Thank you for listening in our podcast, and we'll see you next time, where we talk about education. Have a great day. And don't forget, stay alert, kids.